0: Well, hi there. It's, uh, it's a Wednesday night, and there's, uh, I don't, yeah, there's, there's, well, they're actually, unlike previous, the most recent episodes, there, there have been a few Sabres moves, uh, some news to discuss, we'll get into that, um, and, uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, I think, I think we're gonna find that this episode might be slightly more, um, I guess I, I I guess I might, I guess it might be a little more reflective than others, but, uh, maybe that's not all that different. I, I I guess I've got less of a clear goal, but the, some, some interesting things, uh, have gone, occurred in the last few, uh, since, since, um, since I recorded the, I guess the intro to last episode, because, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll get, well, well, you know, there's time to get into that. There's plenty of time. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be episode seven. And uh, welcome. I guess uh yeah there's there's two two things um right off the bat let's get some sabers admin out of the way um so what happened today i you know what i i guess I, I i think i briefly mentioned the signing of uh Antepin. i think i think that's how one it's pronounced it i always want to um say whenever i see his name which is obviously primarily how i've interacted with it seeing it, you know, written online and stuff. Um, one, of my, I, one of my favorite YouTube videos is uh, a TED Talk that, uh, that Reggie Watts gave. Um, and it's, I mean, it's really just a bit of his, his, his act. So he just improvises uh, a whole kind of pseudo-intellectual TED Talk about nothing. Um, but at one point he says, uh, he starts talking about, uh, he says like, fear is all around us, but so is anti-fear. Um, It's a real, it gets a huge laugh. It's really funny. Um, but I always think whenever he (laughs) talks about anti-fear, um, I always, in my mind, I hear the word, I hear, and I'm just going to call him Antipin. Um, I, I hear him, I hear Reggie Watts saying Antipin. Um, and that's how I always want to pronounce his name. So I don't know, Uh, that I just, I can't, I only, I think of Reggie Watts when I see Victor Antipin, but we'll see, you know, he, maybe he's, uh, I hope he's good. I mean, I I we Sabres need a puck mover. Um and I think I know I, a, a few weeks ago or weeks, a few episodes back I was talking about uh my desire for the Sabres to kind of develop Rochester and how, you know, clearly Tim Murray failed at that and uh etc, you know. But I briefly started getting into how like Ghouly um and uh how I think I d- I think I may have even said I didn't want us to become the like uh, to early, early 2000s Islanders because of the, you know, when they, I, then yeah, I, yes, because I was getting, saying how like they drafted Connolly and Pyatt and like f- had to play them immediately. This is before, um, it was pretty rare in the, in like late nineties and early 2000s that a guy came right into the league after being drafted. Um, you know, notably, I mean, of course it is, it, it has happened. Um, uh, for for a while but it's 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 more common seems more common now because like uh you know patrick stefan uh, or stefan I, I, again another name i don't know how thrashers you know huge one of the biggest busts in nhl history um obviously he came in because they didn't have anybody um i guess this and, and of course the thrashers that yeah, was an expansion team we'll see how <coughs> <coughs> sorry we'll see how uh the uh, Golden Knights handle their their draft pick. I think they're I think they're choosing sixth overall, so that'll be interesting. Uh, because again, it's it's like it's so easy when you have minimal uh, NHL quality organizational depth to throw somebody in when they're probably not ready. Um, and the Islanders certainly did that. And they you can end up I feel like getting mired in mediocrity for who knows how long. Um, like the I guess you you could still argue that the Islanders. Well, maybe you could argue that they still are. I mean, they certainly not until Tavares came in that they did they really. Um, I feel like have they really had like a solid, or at least some of the elements of a solid foundation of a team. Um, but that's why you want to get top players. The only way to do that is to draft high, I think. Um, and of course, that doesn't always work. Um, but it's the most it's the most likely way to 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 build up um, a system that 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 uh, will foster. Um, good development, which is really hard, um, unless you're either a tanking or, um, or not necessarily tanking, but just like willing to eat, you know, a year or a couple of years to let players develop in, in leagues that where they belong. Um, and I hope that, uh, I mean, and maybe Brendan Gooley is ready to step in. Um, you know, he didn't look that, he didn't look bad the couple games he got last season. Clearly, I think his skating is, uh, I think might be NHL quality but that's not enough. I mean, we, we need a skater, but I hope we we can't, Sabres can't get totally wrapped up in that next season because, uh, I mean, you know, that doesn't mean, I mean, he's not, he's what he's, maybe he's 19 now, you know, that doesn't, that's, that doesn't mean that he's going to be a, ready to be a player. Um, and maybe Antipin, uh, is, is, I mean, at least he's, I think he'll be, I think he's 24. So maybe he'll be 25. Um, again, if he could be, if he can if he can handle you know the minutes and just be be a solid player um not only could he obviously make the team better but he might even just be a good body to keep to have in place that won't lose us value every time he's on the ice that will also part of that value will be allowing players like Gooley to to have you know maybe he'll get it, he'll get sprinkled in a couple games here and there in the NHL and maybe he'll maybe but, you know by mid season he'll get a call up and just stay great um but there's nothing wrong with just letting him certainly start the season in the, in the AHL. Um, it's just, it's, 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 I feel like it's so easy to get sucked up into the, into letting a, a young player make the team. It's exciting. And I get excited too. I mean, everybody wants to see an 18 year old come in and score a hundred points, um, or 19 year old. And it's like, yeah, well, McDavid did it, barely got a hundred points and he's, he's the, he's gotta be the best talent in the league right now. But, um, you know, it's uh, not that a defenseman's going to score 100. But, you know, uh, there's nothing wrong with letting some players develop. Because, like, you, you know, that's, that's, I mean, Nashville's interesting. And because that's clearly how they got here. Um, and the NHL wants that. They don't really, you know, they, they, they've, the rule changes they've implemented in the last, since the 2006 or 2004 or lockout. Right after that, um, Sabres were the best team in the league for two years. I mean, well, maybe not not right off the bat that first year back. Um, the first half of that season, we were rough I and mean, we lost f- famously, lost ten to one to Ottawa, um, only to come back and beat them in the playoffs. That was the that's the best season I've ever had as a Sabres fan. Um, but mostly interesting because we started so badly and then bounced back and became a great team and probably could have won the cup if if not for injuries. But um, enough about that. Um, but the league made such a point after that lockout of saying how, uh, you know, we're going to get rid of, um, well, they, they had all these rule changes. They said, we're going to speed up the games. We're going to, there's a five second thing, or there's a five seconds between a whistle and a face-off. And if you don't show up to the face-off, you're going you get a penalty. Um, they're going to, you know, they called, they called an incredible amount of like, of like holding penalties and, um, uh, a hooking, um, you'll be know, if you had if basically if you, you ha- basically if you did anything if you basically ever took one of your hands off your stick you're pretty much guaranteed to get like a holding or interference penalty and it was awesome because a Darcy regeer type team at the time which was smaller and tended towards smaller and more skilled players which is certainly what we had um, could thrive in a league where there are more penalties so therefore more power plays and therefore more open ice for those smaller skilled players to to, to take advantage of the of uh, that space um, and as those, as it was clear that, that was the way the rules were going to be called, um, you know, some the ice just sort of opened up. So you saw a lot of, a number of, you know, defensemen of a previous, of the previous era really saw their careers in. I mean, I remember that game, uh, I remember the game, um, in early in the 06, 07 year, um, where the Sabres were the best team in the regular season by far. And uh we beat the Flyers like nine to one and Darian Hatcher, the big famous lumbering defenseman who was a beast on the stars in ninety nine, um, but very much was a guy who probably well, he might do very, fairly well in today's NHL. Um, although maybe not, but uh certainly certainly clearly like the like the like the league changed though, know, the game done changed around him very quickly. Um in like after that lockout, and his career just ended because the Flyers tried to build up a team of, you know, sort of guys who would have been it would have been an all-star team, you know, three or four years before. Um, but but uh, so the league changed in such a way that the Sabers were perfectly positioned to take advantage of that. Um, but then the other thing that happened was that like because guys are moving so fast and there is no more obstruction, there's no more interference. You could get a penalty if you held him up. It's like players were just flying around the ice and then you started seeing these just unbelievable hits just like you know matt cook and uh um uh what was the other guy there was a guy on the um uh, there's a guy in the flyers who just destroyed a senator's player like in open night um in the preseason i don't know um matt cook's probably the best example because he just he i mean i mean the marks of career was ended because of those, like, flying, like, shoulders to the face. Um, Chris Neal on, on Chris Drury um, in that Sabre-Senators game in, in 2007. Um, that wasn't quite as high speed, but that was, that was the type of— I mean, that sort, that sort of hit's been in hockey forever, not that it's okay, um, but that sort of thing's not new. But, but like, that times 100, um, just like— or even the way Tim Connolly uh, in the playoffs was, was, was destroyed by— it uh, uh, might have been Chris Kelly— um, but basically, effectively, Connolly's career ended because of that that concussion, and he missed a whole season, um, and then just had bad concussion problems the rest of his career. And uh, so, I feel like that's. The, I mean, and of course, Bettman and the league um, still does not admit that, that concussions are caused um, by hockey, um, which is just crazy. But I, I know why they're doing that. I mean, it's clearly is that he. He can't admit that hockey causes concussions because then they'll lose every lawsuit that is being drafted by lawyers all around the country now. Um, and, uh, also they would become completely uninsurable if he were to admit that. So, uh, but that's another issue. Um, for the same, I mean, ultimately it would lead to the same end of, uh, a lot of money being paid out by the league because he would, uh, but, it's, you know, but that's, that's across sports. Um, certainly NFL also but so it's like you got this really exciting NHL because the Sabres were the team to emulate I mean you even had I remember um I think we beat um well the the Bruins had like the worst team one or not the worst but they had like very disappointing season because they really thought they were going to be good um and this also was right on the end of the Joe Thornton years in Boston, and. uh granted he's you know he's still a great player but the i think and i might have been Shirelli at the time but it's, he was saying something like uh um, you know he just said like the sabers are the team and the team to, to beat i mean that's the model for the current nhl but slowly but surely uh as we've got towards the next lockout that really started to change um not just because the sabers got worse but other teams moved towards more speed more skill but the nhl stopped calling as many penalties and I think they realized that, like, oh, yeah, like the the product of the game, um, maybe it's more exciting game to, on, a, on like a game level. Um, but that's also like leading to these. There's a huge uptick in concussions because of the whole culture of hockey. Um, if you allow some certain type players to like fly around the ice, they're just going to destroy each other um, or they're going to target the best players in the other teams and just like launch their shoulders in the guy's jaw and end his career. Um, and it happened. Um, and so I feel like very slowly those, those changes that made the game so much more interesting. Um, also I should also, I should also say that the other, th- the other thing that made this, that sort of hitting culture or huge hit culture, like taller or allowed with on the ice was, uh, the, the, the inc- continued like repression of fighting. Um, which I feel like back in the day in the Gretzky era, um, there, the, I mean, I'm, I'm, not trying to completely over-reduce this whole thing because there are other factors why scoring was higher when Gretzky was playing. Um, but if he didn't have as much clutching and grabbing in, you know, let's say the 80s or early 90s when uh, a young Solani could score 76 goals in his rookie year or so did Mogilney. Um The Sabres would have had like multiple 100-point scores in the early 90s um, when like the Penguins were winning their Cups and stuff. Um, I mean, team, multiple teams would just have like re- insane po- scoring totals. Um, which is all I ever want to see. Again, I just would love to see McDavid get 200 points in a season or Eichel get 150. I mean, that would be, that would be so cool um, if the NHL just incentivized scoring above all else, the way that begrudgingly I admit the NFL has, and certainly the NBA, um, which is the most modern and best run of all major sports leagues, I think. But um, if the NHL I mean, I think I understand why they've felt they've had to move away from that, but they've also, because they've, you know, shunned... eh, Because they've demonized fighting to the degree that they have um, and de-incentivized it um, for teams, um, you don't have natural policing by teams or players, um, which which I think is necessary to prevent those sorts of, like, crazy career-threatening, or maybe even life-threatening injuries, um, which were happening, and it all kinds of comes at the expense of, um, now we're back to, you know, what what is the average, like, two-something, two-point-something goals a game, maybe, th- or th- or low, three-point, three-point-low something goals a game, um, you know, we're lucky to, well, you know, I mean, it was, it was, it was I guess game one of the cup final the other night was, was notable, um, because it had what eight goals, um, and but I, I turn I had to admit I turned it off because I hate that that coach's challenge and I hate that offside rule and it really really ruins the experience of hockey to me or NHL hockey. Um, but that, I'll, I'll, I don't want to. I'm not. I'll get back to that. I'm not. I'm trying to talk more about historically and overall about hockey for now. But um, yeah, I, but we're we've it's moved. The league has completely gone back to pre mid-2000s lockout hockey, which is, they don't, even though, even though it's, it's worth, well, I think it's worth, let's just say, tanking, you know, uh, the way the Oilers and Sabres um, have done to get a McDavid, a Michael, a Matthews um, Leafs, of course, the way it's worth, it's always worth having a player like that, um, that allows you to um, not only, you know, have a good team, um potentially, or you know, but it also puts other role players in their proper positions where they're better able to thrive. even just look at like um <clears throat> a guy like Kadri on the Leafs, um you know, like if he's being put in like a skill role, um he is a skilled player, but if you put him in like a pure skill like top one or two center role he's he's kind of overmatched and he's in over his head, but if you put him as you know as the, I think as the Leafs did as like a checking line center. You know, he scored like 30 goals, and he's super effective. But that's only because you've got you can slot in a guy like <clears throat> like Matthews above him, who can handle those top minutes against the top competition and still be effective. But at the very least, he can he can handle it. Uh, whereas <clears throat> I don't think a guy like i mean, Kadri can't really. He's shown he couldn't really handle it. Doesn't mean he's a bad player. He's but now he's in like he's so much more effective in his proper role, and that's what this and I, that's what those Sabers in those early years were like because or in the <clears throat> after that lockout because briere and his line and Drury's line just all automatically got the other team's top matchups. so then he had Derek roy coming on the ice as the third line center with like Vanick and when Vanek had like 80 points that year and uh roy had i don't know 70 or something and again those guys are skilled um but as we saw later, they're well. Vanek may be different, but they're not really equipped. They're not going to get that same production on a top line. But they were incredible. That's that depth allowed the Sabres to be so good in that year when they won the President's Trophy. But um, you know, so it's worth getting a guy like a like an Eichel that might allow you to begin to do that. However, however, the NHL in in their quest for um, I think minimizing, let's just you know concussions. And, uh, also just having, having every team be, I don't know, able to compete or have a chance or something. Um, yeah, they've taken, they've taken so much of the ability of, of one person to affect the game out of it. Um, and because that's what the sort of clutching, grabbing style of play will allow because it's like any, you don't have to be as skilled to score. Uh, you don't have to be as fast or, um, Good to to do stuff because it's just it's 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 less about pure skill and um, I don't know hockey acumen than just being I don't, you know I don't even know just able to slow the other person down and there's no there's no there, there's no repercussions or no penalties there's no anything um so y- yeah we still see Crosby in the in the finals and Malkin I'm like and that's they're there the Penguins are there largely because of those two guys, but, um, Nashville, they're an interesting case because they're obviously were a 16th seed. Um, but they might have, they don't really, I mean, you know, Subban is a phenomenal player. Um, and they have a, just a very solid, deep team. Um, but no, and, and Johansson's a a very, is a good top line center, but they don't have, they don't have a, a complete superstar. I guess Subban is, I I mean, he must be. Well, he, he is a, an elite defenseman, but I, um, but forward, at least in their forward ranks, certainly now they don't have that, but they're still very good. I mean, Philip Forsberg's a great, a great player too, but, um, they're just a different team build, but I think they're also a, a something of a product of the NHL's, um, I mean, they swept Chicago when I really don't like the Blackhawks, um, but they, but they have star power, um, if nothing else, um but elite players, but the, but that didn't work. That didn't do anything for them this year. Now, who knows? There were, maybe we could, I didn't watch any of that and we could probably, there might be a, another reason that I don't know why that happened, but, um, oh, I received a text message. Okay. Um So uh, I'll talk, yeah, Um nothing important. Um So, yeah, I mean, I think I'm, 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 uh, I'm at a point where the, I mean, I, I think I understand why the NHL has done what it's done to, to cultivate a different type of gameplay, um, because they think that's what, well, actually, I don't, I, maybe they do really know that that's not what the hardcore fans want, um, but they also know that it's good enough to keep us watching, and that hardcore fans of hockey sometimes seem to like being angry at the league. I mean, isn't there a political, I remember hearing a political theory that, um, the most effective politician makes you hate him or her enough to depend on them or something. Um, I mean, there's there's that sounds very similar to a number of psychological theories. I'm sure I'm I'm aware of. It's, I mean, I mean I suppose it's it's almost some sort of Stockholm syndrome. Um, but that's what. But I think the NHL just knows that it's hardcore fans, regardless of whether they they're angry or hate the 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 management of the league or not. They're going to. They're gonna the hardcore fans will keep watching and will come back to the well. Um, but, the, I, but I think but, but the fact that you know, I mean and look and it's great that a market like Nashville has grown into a league. that's that's a that's a Batman team and and good for Nashville and good for the NHL, I have to say. Um, but uh, I think the league thinks, you know, any of these so these non-traditional, let's just call them hockey markets, that the fact that they have a chance is their best shot at getting the league to grow. And maybe they'll be right. Um, but it definitely um, there are many hockey fans and uh, among whom I even would put myself um, who think that the, the game could really be better. Whether that's going to have give it an actual more uh, an actual wider appeal. I, I I don't really know, I I guess I, I but uh, I would love to see it. I think that but I, I mean, I, I, I think it would. I mean, I, 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 I believe that if if you could go see a game that would, and you know, the average game was, well, if you could go see like a six five game with some more regularity than you do, I think that would be great. Um, particularly if you're going to see, you know, I mean, it, it, just let's just just for the sake of argument or discussion, let's just say that the Oilers and Sabers meet in the finals in a couple of years, and you know, I mean, I, how, I mean, all anyone would want is a series like a seven game series of high scoring. Action with, uh, yeah, McDavid and Eichel going after, going, going at it, and multiple goals. I mean, that series—the first time I think that the Crosby and Ovechkin met in the playoffs. There was that game where they both had a hat trick. I mean, that's—I still remember that. I don't—I I mean, I'm certain that Pittsburgh won the series because they always do, and I'm probably the Penguins won that game. But I remember that there was a game where they both had a hat trick, and I, I mean, I can't name moments like that. You know, in the last ten years in the NHL, of like a single game that was fun because of. You know, so and so had a huge game. I mean, the way that I could probably for the way that you could remember that for like Aaron Rodgers threw a hail mary to win a playoff game, or you know, like I mean, he did last year, or that uh, I don't know, like I mean, that the NBA the NBA playoffs were completely non competitive this whole season or this whole playoffs, but um, but that's 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 it's it's that's also a different league. But you could you but you, like I do remember individual performances in in games in the finals last year, for sure. I mean, I, you know, Irving's performance in game seven, um, you know, or, or in, I, you know, yeah, I mean, or I think of, uh, I think of like, um, like, you know, uh, Schwarber coming back from his injury and hitting, a, having a, a good hit in, in the in the World Series last year for the Cubs. Um, yeah, I mean, w- whatever. It's just that uh, there are, you know, individual performances stand out, but I, I can't, I mean... Maybe it's just because the Sabers haven't been in any of these, and I'm paying less attention. But there's there aren't as many things. That, I I mean, what I want to see in sports are the best players doing everything they can and being in the league, encouraging that. I want the league to I want the league to show off its the best the, its best players by acknowledging and encouraging them to do things nobody else can do. And I think the NHL does not want that right now. Um, but that's what I want, so that's my problem with the league. And 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 and, some, and something like this stupid offside rule, um, if it, it at best it's at best it's a it's a way of um, oh man. Well, I guess at best it is just a way of enforcing the rules. I guess I have to say that. But at worst, it's really it's punishment for um, skill because. You know, yeah. I mean, look how close some of these calls are, um, but yeah, it's it's punishing. It's like the uh, the vonnegut story, where uh, we they live where the player where, where there's a society where the where people have to be everybody has to be equal. So there's the there's that green image of um, these these sort of dancers with chains around them their bodies that weigh them down so they can't move, um, but they're, they're still they're still being presented as though nothing is wrong. But they're just dancing with these weights around them. And I want to say in the story that uh, somebody breaks through and starts dancing and then gets shot or something, and it's like because they they they, they it was sort of a it's almost a brave new world moment. Um, but somebody like one dancer f- frees himself with the shackles and flings himself into the sky and dances like no one has danced before. and he entrances like this person watching on TV and then the and the guy gets shot. And I also, and I'm in my memory, so I think I read that in the Vonnegut collection, Welcome to the Monkey House, which I have a story about. But I also want to say that I think that that that, that, that moment or that story was also featured in the movie Between Time and Timbuktu, which Vonnegut wrote, and uh, and which Bob and Ray, my Bob Elliott and Ray Goulding, my favorite radio, probably the reason that I ever wanted to go into any sort of podcast is because of Bob and Ray, but again... uh. That's another thing. Um, they actually appear in that, but I feel I think I, I know I watched between Time and Timbuktu in high school, um, and I guess I in my memory it's sort of like it's sort of like Cats Cradle, but also like a like a melange of uh, um, of um, vonnegut short stories, kind of just put into like a movie. Um, but I definitely yeah I, de- I do I I he had a couple stories of like well, these sort of um, weird dystopian futures not really weird, but scary, where a gov- the you know, the government would prevent, um, individuals from, like, being great, or, or some, or, 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 or good, um, or different. And, uh, in a weird way, the NHL is kind of like that, because it's like, they, the more, the more the same every player is, um, the easier that league is to, for them to control. And, uh, I don't really want that, um, you know, I I I, I just saw um, there was a horrifying thing where uh, today, well, pfft, in the world there I mean, there's a lot of horrifying things, but I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try I, for the most part. I want to try and keep this to to sports generally, but um, uh, somebody I don't even know what exactly was 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 done, but some somehow someone there was some graffiti on uh, one of LeBron like a LeBron has a home in L.A. and somebody there's some some slur was written on his lawn or house or I don't know exactly what. And, uh, you know, it's me, it's, it's, he was giving a press conference and he had some really, yeah, some real, some really real stuff to say about um, his experience and about society. And uh, that's what you get in the NBA is players who, there's a league who encourages its players to be individuals, not only on the court, but also off of it. And then also, I mean, and not just players, uh, coaches, um, and executives, uh, and I have to say, I mean, I think their commissioner is the, is the best and by far the most progressive. I mean, that's not even a competition, but it's true, um, that he is. And, uh, um, you, you would never hear a hockey player, not that there, not that there are, um, maybe hockey players wouldn't necessarily get the same sort of stuff that LeBron got for an, a couple of reasons. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, um, you would never hear one talk the way he did, um, about society. Um, and, uh, and, and even just, uh, the experience of, um, I mean, in LeBron's case, he's talking about racism and, uh, you know, I mean, we could, we could joke about how, um, homogenous hockey is, but, um, uh, it's not, a, not that I want to make any jokes about this, but, um, you would never, even if you, you would never hear, you'd never, you just, hockey players are just trained, they have, they have personality trained out of them, um, on and off the ice, and I don't even think that's purely the, from the league, I think that that's, teams want that, I mean, I guess, you know, um, they just, it's, 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 it's a, it's a whole different experience being a fan of, of, of hockey, the NA, the current NHL, than, than, uh, other sports, so, um, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. It's much easier to be a, to be a, a a basketball fan than a hockey fan for, um, but I also don't have the history of disappointment. I was thinking about this in the way, on the train ride home today, because, um, why it's kind of, why I like being, why it's nice that, you know, since I moved to New York like four years ago, I, I, I get, I've become, as I said, a bit of, I've, I guess, I guess the Mets have become my team, but I'm also just a ca- I mean, a general casual baseball fan, um, and same same thing for basketball. Um, I mean, I, again, I think I would have to say that I would love to see the Nets be a good team. I would happily become a real Nets fan, but it's just simply not worth actually caring much now because they're so bad and have no. Because of the horrible way that they traded away all their picks and their cap situation, they they're not going to be good for a while, um, most likely. Um, but I but I don't have I don't have a lifetime of disappointments. Um, from my emotional invest and time investments in various teams. Let's even just say the Mets or the Nets. Um, I don't have that. So anything that goes on, it's just sort of like, I know the experience of a sports fan and I can recognize like this would, this season, this Mets season would be awful if I, if I had, if I really cared, but I don't because I'm just I don't have that much, I mean, I, I care because, and I'm following them, um, but I just, it doesn't have the weight of 20 years of no championship, or, you know, 30, really, 31, I think, since the Mets have won, and, uh, yeah, wow, that's right, um, or at least that, um, so, um, but I do, but it. But every single thing that the NFL and NHL do, um, does, <laughs> each does, I have, um, each do, yeah, but uh, wow, that's an, I kind of, I put myself in a weird, I spoke myself into a funny corner there, um, I don't actually, I'm not even really sure what I'm supposed to say there, um, at any rate, every little thing they do, every little thing, wow, I still can't get my, I can't get out, I still can't talk me about it. How how am I supposed to? Every little thing that is done, ah, by each league, um, I have to, I just find myself scrutinizing it with just the finest toothed comb one can can apply. Um, And uh, I just don't quite do that with the other leagues. Um, In terms of personally feeling, um, you know, kind of like uh i don't know i had a, i just had a memory of the of, of the way that if you ever if you ever uh, have been to well i I've, I've spent a lot of time in my life in in sort of the, the southern tip of maine uh a town called Kennebunkport um i have some family there and i and and if you kind of they have wonderful beaches uh, it's a great place to go in the summer and I, if you kind of walk walk out into the water um until it becomes chest or shoulder high um, there's these sort of wonderful rolling waves that barely they don't even really they're only like a six inch wave really so it's but it but if you walk out just enough where you're you know 75 eighty percent covered or 85 percent covered of water um, on a nice day the waves will just subtly lift and lower you um, and it's really really a pleasant thing to do in the summer um, but I just sort of I, I, uh, yeah i mean it's, in that case it's all it's usually all pleasant um usually but uh whereas i just but th- in the sense that you're you kind of suddenly realize your whole body is 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 is, is succumbing to some force that's coming and either lifting you or l- lowering you, and um that's kind of what that's what i off- so often find myself feeling um with uh with like with hockey and and, and football, whereas with the other two sports it's sort of like Oh yeah, whatever, like, I mean, I'm just sort of having fun on the beach, and it's a nice summer day, and and, and, then that, so, yeah, so, you know, here we are, I I turned off the game one of the, of the cup, which I, I don't, it doesn't make me happy that I did that, but I did, because I was less unhappy, or I was more unhappy about the, what was going on on the ice, than how unhappy I was about having to turn it off, so, I think I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll maybe I'll watch tonight. I'll def, I mean, I'm definitely following it, um, and I'll watch highlights, but it's not, if it's not fun to actually watch, then what's the point? And I'm probably just going to go, well, I have to edit some, ep, some, some, some Widows, uh, season two, episode one, which is very, I'm very excited about that. So it's going to be coming soon, um, ish, uh, yeah, I, I, will I'll, I'll, I'll follow it. I, it's just more like, if it's not fun to watch, then what's the point? Um, and that's really the sad statement about sports. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, um, so we'll see. I mean, I, you know, Sabres are, I guess they've interviewed a coach. The combine is going on in Buffalo. I'm trying to figure out, I'm probably going to be going, I am going to be going home in late June at some point. And I'm excited to go, my dad and I are going to go see, uh, this like a this like 11 day fundraiser game, um and that will be really interesting. I'm, 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 I'm even, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, hopefully I'm gonna bring all this stuff home. I'd love to do an episode from, from home. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. We can take the Saberland on the road back to the original Saberland. Maybe I can even try and find it. I don't know where, well, we'll, I'll figure it out. Maybe we can, mean, I can do some, maybe I can just like, maybe I can sort of put on my Sarah Koenig hat, um, and uh, just drive around and, like, follow, like, the cell towers to see where (laughs) Saberland is. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a whole different kind of S-Town. I know I'm mixing podcasts, but I think that, like, three people have listened to any of these. Um, That's okay. Uh, I'm not doing it for for that, Um, but I just find it funny, like, the urge to yeah, because I realized recently that, that like I've never had a f- one friend that <clears throat> has had a commensurate um, interest in hockey for the basically the same reasons um, that as I um, me I see I've done this again as um, uh, me yeah. Um, so, uh, I've, I, so, so much of my, of, I mean, and, and I have, I mean, it's hockey is the most, is the thing, um, like I said, it, that, that can lift or lower me. Um, so there, well, there are, there are like three things in my life that, um, I really no, can say that I genuinely feel something about with regularity. One is the Sabres. Okay. Well, I'm just going to say sports Sabres mostly, but also Bill's. Um, the second is writing stuff. And the third, um, which is, I guess is related is also was what music can do. And, 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 and part of that some somehow includes a little bit of music writing because I've been doing some of that recently. Um, so there, that those are the three things that I really know, um, actually affecting, but none of them really have anything to do with like direct human interaction, which is another thing. I'm, I mean, that's, that's a whole other issue. Um, but, uh. I, I at least in terms of hockey, it's like I'm so much so much of my relationship to it on a sort of personal level, is through n- in non let's see, non direct personal interaction. So it's 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 like listening to Mike Robitaille is probably my favorite person and uh, hockey figure that there is. Um, but I've, I've spent my whole life listening to him analyze the Sabres. It's my favorite thing. Um, just like Rick Jenneret calling the Sabres, I totally take him for granted. Um, but like I've Mike Robotai has been involved in Saber's broadcasts or media coverage my entire life, and he's just the best. Um, and I feel like I know him, but of course I don't. Um, you know, I, of course, and you know, and my dad and I watch games together all the time, and that's you know, I, I'm I'm just putting that aside because that's you know, it's just not it's 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 great, and that's a that's like that's a great part of our relationship, but that's not um, that's not really part of what I'm saying here. Is so. And I, you know, and I've met people here in New York who like hockey, but never for the same reasons or in the same way as as, as, as me. And I, I mean, I'm, and maybe they're still out there, um, but I, ha- but I have plenty of friends. You know, Adam's a good example. Um, uh, other friends who maybe I'll have them on here someday um, with other sports, that ones that they grew up watching. Um, and that's where my you know, the conceit of Saberland is an idea. That's where I'm trying to bring that around. Whenever I do bring people in or try to convince them. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess that in do, I guess I wanted to do a podcast so that maybe not even necessarily, cause I, I don't know that I, I don't know, know that I could, or even, re- I don't even know if I truly want to share the sabers and my love of the sabers with someone, um, wh- whoever that is. And for whatever reason and in whatever manifestation, um, because I think I kind of like the idea of a podcast and, 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 I like that I can just sort of record this and put it out there, and it's just there, um, and people can listen to it. But it's not like I don't know that I can. I don't even. I don't know that I really want to share it in a in a way that one might, um, the way that food can be shared, the way that watching a movie together can be shared, or well, or even just talking, because I just don't. That's not how I came to love it. Um, I came to it by watching almost. I mean, it's just ritualistically, by observing and experiencing and then thinking back on something after it's almost I mean it's the it's the closest thing I have I suppose to to a religion um and uh and I know but I know that religion can also encompass you know sort of talking about things directly but it's not that's not me at all um but I yeah I mean I and I don't really you know I don't go on the internet and I I, I read uh, message boards and things about hockey but I never contribute and I don't really want to And I don't, I certainly don't contribute. I've talked about Twitter and how I hate it. Um, But Twitter's fine as long as I never contribute to it. (laughs) Um, But especially with, you know, with this podcast. And again, I have, uh, my goal is to always, uh, I am being, I'm half joking, but my goal is to always have more episodes than followers. It's true for this thing. I think, I think I lost one, but I'm pretty sure that was a bot. I'm back down to four. Um, no, I'm I'm kidding, because I would love, to, I mean, I would love to have followers, but I'm never going to, like, my Twitter account for this show will never have stuff of substance. I mean, really, it's only going to be, I think I will only ever post episode links and, like, links to things that I reference or think I will reference um, on an episode. Like, for instance, today, I, I mean, I retweeted through the Saberland account that LeBron's, uh, a, a copy of his statement, because I... I mean, i just i just want to i want to do that anyway but I don't, especially cuz I thought I would talk about it um and similarly i t- i tweeted a link to bet midler so um the other day but uh yeah i just i i think uh i guess i'd love to have well i'd love to bring people i mean i'd love to have a conversation in in this context but i don't know it's difficult to like i don't know i mean of course i would love to have some hockey friends um but but I've met hockey people, people who like hockey in New York, and I don't really, I don't know, I don't understand what they like about it versus what I like about it, um, because it really is, it really jives in my experience, unless I'm, well, not, not all the time, but, or my friend, the friends that I still like, you know, I, I have that, um, that do, you know, will watch games with me and like it, they, it's, it's different, because they didn't necessarily, they grew up with other teams, other other uh, teams that play that are in, in the other sports from their city so like now they're like oh yeah sure like I'll watch the the Bruins and Sabres because I grew up in Boston but I'm more of a, a Red Sox or Patriots or whatever Celtics maybe fan um but that's fine so yeah I mean I I guess you know I, podcasts are just a they're they're I mean they're I I I, I really love podcasts I just uh there's just something so good about finding like a like a like a show that's got like a big a big backlog of episodes that you can just listen to, um, or have the chance to listen to. You may not. You may not. Um, or maybe even re-listen to. I mean, I list my Ricky Gervais playlist on my iTunes is, I think it's six days long because it's all the four five series of XFM, and it's two it's three seasons of the pod uh how many podcasts they do they did two seasons of podcast and two seasons of guides two and then a handful of like one-offs um including some bbc radio stuff and whatever but it's so much content but i just i've listened to it i've i mean i've just it just basically is always on a constant loop and i've just it takes like over a year to get all the way through it because i don't i obviously don't listen every day or even you know um the episodes are always an hour or so but, uh, but that I've listened to that more than anything in my life, um, because there's just there's something magical about like the, the sort of um, intimate and unique theater of a recorded transmission, um, whether it's like a podcast or you know on a radio thing, it's just I love that. and uh, and also even right now, I mean, I'm just it's, I've just been talking to my it's like I've been I mean, because I'm just sitting here in my room talking, but I don't feel like I'm necessarily talking to myself because I no, well, I hope it's as though someone will ever listen to this. Um, so it's kind of an interesting, uh, it's an interesting thing. And I, I, I sort of go into a state and I think I, I think I, maybe, I, I don't know if I said that on here once, but I, maybe I said that to Adam. I don't know if that was, I don't know. I, but I know, I, I know I did describe what it kind of feels like to do this as that. Cause I, um, it's like, it's like I'm thinking through different parts of my mind somewhat, but, um, Getting all mystical. Well, I did say, didn't I? Did I not that this might be a little, a slightly more reflective episode? Um, and I think it, I think it has been. I had a nice. I came home and uh, sat in my backyard and listened to PTI and drank a beer. It was very nice after a day in the in the office. So. Oh yeah, because and PTI, of course, then there's a thing that I've that's been around for, for forever, but now I now I mean who, I didn't I had no idea that it was a podcast, and here it is. Um, and it's great. then those guys have not changed since I was watching them like in high school. and they're great. and that's like that's fun because that's like the best the original and best simple day, like daily debate of issues in in, in sports. Um, and uh, yeah, so. Let's see how long have, how long is this? What forty six minutes? Well, that's far too long. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, with that, I mean, I feel really, I feel good. I, I uh, yeah, it's been quite a ride, you know. Um, no laughs, no tears, um, nothing. So, uh, thanks for listening if you have, and uh, you know, maybe one of these days the Sabres will actually have well, one of these days, they might actually have games. I mean, I can't even imagine, I mean, I'm putting these out, like, every couple days, um, and they're not even playing, um, but I think, I mean, I, I, I guess I'm, I'll, I guess I'll have to tail off at some point in the, like, at some point, but it's just, it's very fun to just record this, because it's, again, it's just, uh, I'm just talking, talking hockey, so, uh, all right, well, uh, I hope, uh, I hope, I hope everyone's doing okay if they're, if you're out there, if you're, gearing up for your summer, um, got the, got the summer stuff happening, got the grills going, got the, uh, got the lawns watered, got the bugs zapped, um, you know, that's, that's what you got to do, you got to get out there, and you got to, you got to get on it, you know, get it going, so, all right, well, well, uh, I'll see you, I'll see you, I'll see you soon, bye.